Coming up on today's show, we talk with Wayne Johnson. The big topic of the week is dirty sliders in the USAC Midget Division. Let's go. The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall with turn four. Lap one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off to four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. It's going to be a busy week of racing here in the Midwest as the World Outlaws roll into Knoxville Raceway for a two-day show. Lots of racing here with Eagle Raceway. Uh, once again, BA is here, joined as always with Josh Harris. Brad's on assignment with his day job out there in Oregon, so we're missing Brad Brown tonight. But Josh, man, how's your week been? Uh, it's been a really good week, um, like usual, getting a lot of work done at work and uh, watching a lot of racing, that's for sure. Emily, what was your favorite race to watch this week? Uh, I didn't really have much. I mean, I really enjoyed the Eagles show, watching the replay of that. Um, other than that, I mean, a lot of it, I really didn't get to see. I didn't see a whole lot of, like, big, big-time shows. The Knoxville race was good. It wasn't great. But other than that, I'd probably say Eagle was probably the best to watch on the replay. Yeah, definitely. I made my way out to Eagle Raceway, but before that, hit at I-80 Speedway on Friday night. For the Melbourne Bank 360 saw Jason Martin uh, pick up the victory out there. A little laugh. I mean, we knew it going in. The car count was going to be a little bit down with the MSTS racing up there. And I somewhere in South Dakota, I believe it was. Uh, had 13 cars in the pit gate. Um, like I said, we kind of knew that going in. But it was still a hell of a race. Uh, Jack Dover was leading it. Something broke. Uh, I was hearing motor. Um, but How did quick time uh, Stu Snyder look out there in 360? Uh, you look like uh, a little rusty. A- average uh, Superman. Average Superman. <laughs> what? Not, definitely, he has the three hundred five program rolling a lot better than that three sixty stuff. But they'll get, they'll get it figured out. Oh, definitely. You got a list? I got a list. I I do have a list. I mean, Brad's not here, so I can't you know have the super list. Um, one of the questions that we had talked about was uh, the USAC race the slide-or-die mentality that Timez likes to throw out. Um, something I don't like about that is the older guys, the Justin Grants, Timez, they're the first guys to complain when it happens, yet they do it too. It's no different, you know. It's just the kids have money, and so then your first thought is, well, they just got a lot of money. They can do whatever they want. That's not true. Keith Coons ain't going to put you in the car if you're just going to tear his stuff up. No, definitely not. I mean, it's kind of the get off my lawn kind of uh, mentality with the with the old guys. Don't get me wrong; I love TMS. I know people don't don't like him. Um, I love he's he's one of the characters of the sport. So I mean, he's great for the sport. I love his post race interviews. Uh, you know, he throws in a swear word every now and then, gets the crowd going. You know, his mantra: "Slide or die." I mean, even on his t shirt, is "Slide or die." Well, do you feel like he he kind of plays a mental game with some of these young kids? Like, has it in the back of their head that? You know, don't slide me. I might take you out. Just that feeling of, oh, crud, I don't want to mess this up, you know, type of thing. I don't think so, because if you saw Kofoid, he's sliding him. He didn't care. 
Well, but Buddy in his interview at the end, he seemed like it was letting it kind of get to him. I mean, I talking think, to the I, crowd. Yeah, I think the crowd booing him and saying he can't drive a midget. But with these crowds, people, 90% of people in the crowd would shit at their pants if they sat in one of these machines. So, well, And they want to see controversy. Yeah. You know, you always want to see, ah, I, I went to the races. I saw, you know, Timez and, and Buddy duke it out. That's not much of a, a fight you no, want I, to see. No, I mean, I would love <laughs> – the best races are the races that you throw sliders back and forth the entire time. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I mean, and, yeah, sometimes they don't clear, sometimes they do, but car, race cars have brakes. Well, in that same race, you, you took away the big thing that happened, Kaylee Bryson coming from 20-something up to fourth. 22nd to fourth, dead that, last dead last in the field up to fourth place. I mean, that that got totally thrown out the window. You don't even hear about it. I mean, that's that's a huge run for her. I mean, that was an awesome to see her do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean they, the USAC made a little bit of a deal about it with the hard charger thing, but... It, the main story was the, was the slide jobs. Yeah, the slide jobs were key. I mean, it was in every race that was out there, heat races to features. It you saw it all the time. But that's that's midget racing. Yeah, that, I mean that's the name. Of, I mean, even Keith Coons on on midget. Well, it wasn't midget Monday, but it was the unofficial midget Monday they had on on Twitter on Monday night. He's he goes, these aren't the same cars they were twenty years ago. This is how you race. Yeah, you're you're that you got to be aggressive to win. That's point blank. I mean, you're literally driving a rocket ship weighing 1200 pounds but how much do you believe that just because these kids have money that they're they have that mentality i think they'd have it regardless no they they want to go out there and they want to win yeah you have to be aggressive but they're proving themselves as i think is what you keep hearing well they're young kids trying to prove themselves well i don't think proving yourself is taking somebody out but no all that all that's going to do is prove you you don't belong in a race car yeah i mean there's a way to race, and there's a way to basically be stupid when you're racing. And to me, some of the slide jobs, yeah, they're pretty bad. But some of them, it's just how it is. You're going for the spot. They're going for the spot. What can you do? Yeah, like I said like I said earlier, race cars have brakes. So, I mean, if you don't want to see slide jobs, go watch NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, and then to follow back. So the next topic that we were going to talk about was, was women in racing. Uh, the announcer on Flow, he, he made a point that, you know, we always say women – the, the women in racing, it's not, you don't consider them, not that you don't consider them a racer, but the they way. They always have the, the, the lady um, precursor. So it's, it's this girl racer. She's not, they don't right. just call her a racer or whatever. Well, but I mean, they're just as competitive. But when he said that they need to win more often to take that stigma or that saying out of there, I don't believe that's true. I don't think so. I mean. Kaylee Bryson's going to win a race this year. Guar- guaranteed. You can take that to the bank. Well, Taylor Reimers has gotten quick times. Yeah. I mean, it's she's just as fast as she is. I mean, it. they're both quick, and one of them is going to win eventually. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look on the local scene with Shaylee, mm-hmm. I mean, I consider her a racer. I don't consider her a lady racer. Yeah, I mean, she straps it in and does just the same thing as those guys do. I talk to Stu. I don't go, oh, that guy racer, Stu. Yeah, this dude, yeah. you know, as opposed to this lady. But so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really I don't like that stigma of the lady racer or whatever. They're a racer. You know, but, down. but you always get the saying that people will say, well, people will be more apt to sponsor a, a woman racer than to sponsor a guy. I don't think that's true either. I mean, I can see some companies being that way. I mean, you need you need to find someone that will represent the brand the way you want it to be. Sometimes a lady fills that that position a little bit better than a guy will. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it. It, it was kind of the old saying back when when the Grops, when you had Ava and Trey. Everyone would sponsor Ava, you know, but Trey is 
you know, he's battling just as hard as she is, but they want to be affiliated with someone like that. I mean, Trey is a great kid. Ava's just more flamboyant. You know, you, you get more out of her, you know, and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I don't know. You can debate that topic left and right all day long. I, I don't really know. Um, I'm not in that position to make the judgment call. I just know they are racers. You know, follow back to the I-80 race. Um, how many of the guys actually from Eagle Raceway went out and raced at the I-80 race? Or how many of them actually have 360s? Uh, the only guys racing 360s from Eagle Raceway that race regular with the 305s would be Stu and Joey Danley. Did they have any of the Knoxville? And Adam Gillian. Uh, Adam's out there with the 362. Did they have any of the Knoxville guys come over and race? Not a whole lot. Um, what, what did it pay to win? Do you know? I think it was like two grand. Your, your typical 360 so it was, show. It's worth the show, show up type thing. Yeah, I mean, $1,200, $1,500, two grand to win. Something something in that ballpark. But Was the crowd pretty good, though? That place is so hard for me to judge. I mean, it's so big. Um, and it looked like it was going to rain. It, Some of the pictures you were yeah. sending, posting out there, and so was Brad. I was like, are they going to get this in? Yeah, I don't know. That place is so hard to tell just because the way their seats are colored, it looks like there's people in there <laughs> just standing in, in the infield, so... What a way to look. I am, look I am not a judge on attendance by any means. <laughs> Did you have the, what was the, the food that Brad was saying he couldn't wait to have? It was the uh, pork tenderloin. Pork tenderloin. There you go. No, I did not have one of those. Uh, I, I did have a cheeseburger. I did take a pork tenderloin on Saturday night, though, at Eagle Raceway. Was it good? It was not Knoxville. It was not Knoxville. There you go. I mean, they're, yeah, Knoxville pork tenderloins are hands down the best in the country. But with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Wayne Johnson. Join Stars photographer BA and off ice official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We'll talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni. Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great, rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I, was, I was really happy to see the fans come back in droves and, and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh-oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape dogs. He actually just spray-painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's copying some, some NHL or he's looking up to, but I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick, though. <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes, back before they handed out those little 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything, with 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast all season long, right here on the Anchor app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You've been, You've been hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair, and we all know Christmas is just around the corner, so I've got a couple of ideas for you. If it's a youngster that's looking to stream, maybe do a little bit of gaming, maybe a young adult that's headed to college for the first time, or an older adult that's headed back for continuing education, I have two identical HP ProBook 640 G2 laptops. These are 14-inch screens, so they're not too big. They're going to fit perfect in a backpack, and they're really, really light. They've both been upgraded to the maximum amount of RAM 
RAM, which is 16 gigs, and they both come with iCore 3 processors that max out at 2.3 gigahertz. These are awesome laptops. I'm really impressed with the way that they are running after the upgrades that I've done to them, and they're available right now for just $450 each. Give me a call or shoot me a text message, 402-659-5641. You can also email me at taylorcomputersandrepair.com. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really... That's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms President Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that (laughs) added. I want that added. (laughs) What are you shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Before we get Wayne Johnson on, uh, Josh, you wanted to bring up a topic uh, that we talked about a little bit here off the air with the uh, kind of the heat racing version at Eagle. You know, you, you really enjoy watching the faster guys coming from the back. You know, I've always enjoyed from the Knoxville Nationals when you put the fast guys in the back and make them come forward. Um, this last week you had, you know, Trevor Grossenbacher coming from last to third, Stu coming from last to second. And even Gene Acklin came from, what they say, sixth to first. I mean, that that is amazing racing when you see them guys push it to the limit. And Stu passed, what, four cars in turn three in the first lap? It was nuts. If you say so. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, when, I, when I shoot, I really don't pay attention to, to the racing. I just kind of I see a car through a lens, and that's, that's about it. But during the feature... Stu was definitely coming. Stu was fast as hell during the feature, and he, he, came, he came from the back. Just the way they line up, I do not get how they line up there with the point inversion. So if you're leading points, you start in the back at Eagle Raceway. It's, it's kind of weird. You start in the back regardless, heat race and feature. So I, I believe so. I, do, I, I don't get how they do it, but it makes for great racing. I mean, you see the, the faster guys have to come back from the back every single time they're on the racetrack. Well, because I didn't, I noticed that when I was watching the feature and they lined up, I'm like, why are the guys that, Finished one and two in the heat races. We're in the middle, and I'm like, it's kind of odd. It's, yeah, it's just something something about the point inversion, and it's your three consecutive weeks being out there. So, I mean, if you miss three weeks, you're going to start up front. You know, I heard a saying that it's called club racing, meaning that it allows everyone to have a chance to be up front and, you know, run hard. I don't, I don't think it allows everyone to have a chance up front because you're coming from the back. The fast guys are going to pass your ass if you're slow. You know, but if you got some guys in stake in the front, if they're in front long enough, they can kind of block or try to get in somebody's way. Yeah, but that's not racing. Blocking's <laughs> not racing. That's chicken shit stuff. Well, that's like NASCAR, right? Exactly. We don't do that crap. <laughs> but yeah, no, I always, I always enjoy when you get the fast guys in the back and make them go forward, and they do. I mean, they they put on a show. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, I, like I said, I don't get how they line it up, but you mentioned the the nationals how. If you qualify quick time, you're starting eighth in your in your heat race or whatever. I and think, you have to. Go I think forward. it's. I think they invert eight at the uh, at the nationals, and you have to go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember one year you had Dave Gravel run. Was it? He started in the back and he ran the top. Like now he was on the cushion, and he was flying around guys because he's like that's the only place I could go. Yeah, you you have to make moves and you have to get up front and. I mean the same. I, 
like I said, I don't know if that's not necessarily the same way it needs to be done at Eagle, but you need to get into the feature race, and then they're going to put you to the back again because you're you're point and average. You know, I've noticed at Eagle that turn one, the the guys that have raced there long enough, they really don't hit that hole as hard as some of these new guys do. That hole hasn't been there that much this year at all. So is that what it is? Because it's like I don't see them, you know, cranking on the wheel trying to get, you know bounce in their. I car mean, it's them. there a little bit, but it's it's not as bad as it used to be. Where it was like a, basically a hole. Yeah, it was not <laughs> a uh, a rut. So, okay, let's get Wayne Johnson on the phone, and uh, we'll we'll talk to Wayne. Yeah, you damn right. I got what happened out there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates. Deep ten. Pisser, piece of shit. All that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumbass flagman that can't see. All right, guys, joining us now, uh, fresh off a two victories this weekend down at Creek County, Wayne Johnson. Wayne, how's it going, man? Uh, good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. I want to thank you again for joining joining us for a second time. You're one of our repeat guests here on the program. Uh, but let's go. Let's go talk about your weekend. I mean, obviously, two nights in victory lane is a pretty damn good weekend. Yeah, you know, they uh, just regional races, but uh, we were experimenting a little bit. We got some new car, we got a new car, and we got some new pieces that uh, we're experimenting with, some stuff we've never ran, and uh, we thought, what better way to go do it uh, at a racetrack that I've got lots of laps on to see. been a while since we'd been there, you know, almost five years since we'd been to the track, but uh, some, you know, some, I've been, I've probably got more laps around that place than most people, so it's good to go there and, and just see you know, what we had and what we feel like we need to make changes to go uh, to national races with it. Yeah, definitely. So you're leading national points. Uh, did you learn anything from these experiments that you were doing, testing out? Well, I mean, we got some new stuff there, and I really want to touch too much on it because I want to give all the all my secrets away that we're trying here. But uh, didn't feel like we were as good as what we could have been with uh, our primary car. Uh, but I feel like there's some stuff there that we just got to keep working on. And I think it would be better. I just think we got some more work to do before we uh, break that out in, in a national race. Yeah, definitely. So we, we kind of mentioned that you're, you're back with the ASCS. You have great success with those guys after, what, two, three years on the Outlaw Tour? Uh, we did two years with the Outlaws, but we'd been away almost four years. Yeah, I mean, you ran at Knoxville for a while from the ASCS stuff. But what, what led you coming back to the ASCS? I know the the high prior high guys is the is the outlaws everybody knows the glitz and glamours of the outlaws but the ascs is a damn good series yeah it is you know and and uh terry maddox has taken over and done some really good really cool things with qualifying and and those kind of things but uh uh that really is kind of what made us come back and and it we wasn't planning on coming back we were just we were just going to slow down i'm ready to slow down a little bit and the outlaw deal was a pretty big grind and you know and i my car owner really wanted to do that it was something i'd really wanted to try to do at some point in my career which was been would have been a lot earlier than than now but uh just tough you know that's the outlaw deal is tough it uh especially when you're to your to the you know in, in my career i'm, I'm kind of wanting to slow down a little bit and we we really ramped up the last two years and just been away from home and and those things, you know, I didn't realize how much I was going to be gone more than ASCS or, you know, I've traveled my whole life with racing. But, you know, there was one part uh, last year that I'd go home for about uh, about 100 days. So uh, you didn't really need a home, you know, and I just thought, you know, this is a little bit more than I really want to do. And so we talked about it in the off season. We talked about just slowing down and 
really not running any set schedule, just going and having fun and going where we wanted to run four tens, three sixties, just about whatever. And then, you know, Terry bought out, uh, Emmett Hahn with ASCS and then made some changes to the format. Now they qualify and, and, uh, thought, man, that was really something that would be in my wheelhouse of, uh, the draw was just always a, to me was tough on you to, if you drew a bad heat and got in the back and, and the racetrack dictates a lot of that too. Now it's kind of back into the driver's hands as far as if you qualify good, you know, you still got to race well, but, uh, it's just a little better qualify or a better, uh, what am I trying to say? Better format. format. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we don't, we won't see the, we all will, if I could talk, we will only see the ASCS national tour here in Nebraska. Once as you guys come to Albion at Boone County Speedway, How's that qualifying work now? I haven't I haven't had a chance to see an, uh, an ASCS race well, this year yet. It's uh, you just qualify against your heat race, kind of like all star races, and then that line, then it inverts for quickest car starts fourth, and then you still have to race because you still get passing points. But if you're the quickest in your in your heat, you start fourth, and you get I think it's twenty five points, and then down by I don't really know the whole format honestly just yet, but it has uh, just seems to have. You know, I, I hate to say it this way, but it almost weeds out some of the riffraff, as you, you should say, is, is uh, you know, there was always cars, in my opinion, in ASCS races that shouldn't have been in the feature because the luck of the draw kind yeah. of built them out. And this way, it kind of weeds that out and uh, puts the, oh, you know, the quick guy starts forth and you still got to tra- you still got to move in those heat races. You know, I think I... I started uh, fourth at Little Rock and finished fourth in, in a heat race, and it made me start ninth or something like that. So it's still you still want to move ahead in those in those heat races, but but it's still it's better than starting ninth and running seventh in a heat race and then being at a B main. You know, Wayne, something you 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 hit on was the points. Now, does those points from those heat races is that just for that night or is that for the whole season? No, it's just for that, not just for that night. You know, it's just accumulated points. But with the with throwing the uh, qualifying in, and the way they do the qualifying, you know, it's group qualifying uh, only against your heat races. So it's just lining up where the draw before dictated exactly where you started in that heat. The draw now just dictates what heat race you're in. Yeah, you. It, yeah, it sounds like it. Just like you mentioned, it kind of weeds out the squirrels a little bit. It gets the the fast guys to the front and it makes, I think makes for better racing. Yeah, I do too. Cause like I say, there's a lot of times that uh, throughout the years and I've done that ASCS a bunch and there was, it just seemed like there was always cars that was, that started up in the race that shouldn't have been there. And then it caused some, you know, some crashes and, and those kind of things. And, and it's so, so far we've only ran uh, six races. I think it is. And, and it's all went pretty well. I mean, there, it seems to have, I guess the format is seems to have worked better than i than i you know better than it has in the past i should say yeah um you've been off the asas trail for a while as you mentioned are there any tracks you're looking forward to getting back to that you haven't been to for a while you know not really i just don't uh i'm not i mean i'm I'm glad i'm back through the midwest here getting to run some races and and uh, you know all the local tracks back home here that we get to race that, those are all cool we're going to texas canada this next weekend somewhere i haven't been in years and but you know it's just cool to be back home and honestly not going to the west coast is probably the biggest uh thing for me i just i can't stand the west coast racetracks (laughs) and 
uh, just, you know, the, the whole atmosphere. I mean, we went Chico last year and, and, uh, room for almost $400 a night. So oh, Jesus, just, just crazy stuff out there. And, you know, and then you're stuck out there for weeks at a time. Just not my favorite place in this country. How about that? Yeah. I got a good question for you, Wayne. I've always wondered, I've watched you from afar. Um, but how did you get your start in racing? Well, I had brothers and my dad, actually, my dad raced before me, my brothers raced before me and, uh, just grew up, you know, a motorhead. Honestly, uh, my dad had a uh, big record service here in Oklahoma city and a couple of junkyards. And, and, uh, that's how basically I got started, you know, my brothers and dad raced before me. And then when I got old enough, it was my time and just kind of, uh, didn't want to do anything else. Honestly, just loved the racing. And, uh, when my dad passed away in 97, it always told me that if you could get paid to do something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. And and uh, I took that to heart after he passed away because he worked himself to death and thought, you know what, I'm going to try this racing deal. And some days it's been way more lucrative than the other, but uh, somehow I've made it this long. So it's worked out for me so far anyway. So I do have another question for you. I, I listened to the podcast last year. I wasn't on it last year. So uh, you had said that you had been on like a – not a weight loss program, but like a workout regimen and you would eat peanuts all the time. I'm curious if you ever got that peanut sponsorship that you were looking for. <laughs> no, but I still eat the hell out of peanuts. <laughs> I can tell you that, but, uh, no, it was just, you know, I knew I needed to be in the best shape I, I could be in to be on the road. And just because honestly, guys, I can, I can, I can't explain to you enough how tough it is being on the road and eating crappy food and, and just trying to survive. It's uh, it's a gypsy lifestyle. And like I say, I've raced my whole life, traveled up and down the highway, done lots of things for a long time. But there is nothing more grueling than that world of outlaw schedule. Yeah, I can imagine this, what, 90-some nights up and down the road every single weekend. And like you said, you mentioned 100 days not being not being at home, sleeping in your own bed. That's got to be tough. It's tough. Yeah, for sure is. You know what? And and I guess if we were running up front and 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 running well, it's probably been a lot easier. But when you get your ass whooped every night, it's hard to get up the next day and go do it again. I can tell you that. Yeah, definitely. So one thing we enjoyed in the past couple of years is the Wednesdays with Wayne. But I haven't. Yeah, I've noticed you that? having a put out a podcast lately, kind of like us. We took a break for a while, but are not you- since Chili Bowl. <laughs> well, we've been talking about it. Maybe not every Wednesday, but uh, you know, maybe like once a month, once a month or something. We've just. Honestly, life has got in the way of the podcast, and uh, you know, I, I went from having three full time guys to uh, one. So it's me and one guy full time in the shop, and then just a lot of stuff going on. And uh, I, you're not the only one to keep asking about it. I think uh, I think there at one point uh, I'd have to ask my wife, but I think we're up to about ten thousand followers, so that's our a, listeners or whatever. That's and a few more. Than it was we got pretty here. cool. <laughs> It was pretty cool. Honestly, it was pretty cool. And, and it's just, you know, I, it was her deal. It was, she had a, she, you know, well, you guys know how much work it is to, to edit and put this thing all together and, and all that. So she just wanted to take a little hiatus and everybody keeps asking. We keep talking about it. We still hadn't pulled the trigger just yet. Yeah, well, in a way you're kind of doing Wednesdays with Wayne's Wednesday and we're talking to Wayne. <laughs> there you go. All right, Wayne, I want to thank you for jumping on with us, but before we let you go, I have some random ass questions for you. Just kind of off the, off the cough, uh, rapid fire, uh, questions. Who's in your dream heat race. If you could pick five guys to have a heat race with, who are they going to be? Five. Well, it would have to be, you know, Steve Kinzer's my hero and, so it had to be Steve Kinder, Sammy Swindell, Doug Wolfgang, 
Oh, Rick Ferkel. Oh, the fifth one would, oh, man, that'd be a tough one. But, uh, oh, Bobby Davis Jr. Bobby Davis Jr. A bunch of old guys. I yeah, like that. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have like, I'm a I'm an Kyle. old guy, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm an old guy. So Me, I would want to race with them, maybe like Jack or Kyle Larson or something like that. But they'd all kick my ass, that's well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the guys that I idolized growing up. You know, those are the guys that, that uh, I got to watch from the grandstands and, and see how they did it. And, and, got, and, and fortunate enough, you got to race with a lot of them. But uh, no, it's pretty cool. You know, like say, traveling the outlaw deal, you know, we talk about that. Steve Kinder was my childhood hero. And and uh, to go spend weeks uh, at the Kinder shop, with, hanging out with Steve Kinder is pretty cool after knowing, you know, through the years that, you know, I don't know how many times I could tell him, man, that I would just sit there and have a vodka. And uh, he would tell me, you know, I'd tell him, this is crazy to me that I'm sitting here having a vodka with you because <laughs> as a kid, I watched you and you're my hero. Yeah, definitely. Uh, guaranteed $50,000 or are you taking a 50-50 chance for $1 million? What's that again? Uh, guaranteed $50,000 or are you going to take a 50-50 chance for $1 million? Oh, 50-50 chance for sure. <laughs> that's like that's the race car man. driver right there. Um, let's see here. Uh, could you, we, we've all seen the clip of you and Reitzel from a couple years ago or last year. It came back on Facebook memories, but could you beat Tom Cruise in a fight? Tom Cruise? Yep. I hope my wife could beat him up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I asked that. I, I do a hockey podcast in, in the uh, wintertime and I asked one of the hockey players and they're like, I don't think I could do it. I go, you are a hockey player. You should be able to wipe the floor with Tom Cruise. We're talking about Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. yeah. Top Gun. The actor. Yep. I think he's like four foot nothing, right? Exactly. I'd stomp him like he's an ant. I'm pretty sure my wife did with him, but I don't know. Um, okay, two more. If you could go back and relive any one night in your life, what would it be? Oh, wow. Now, I don't know that I could honestly answer that one because there's so many. Uh, you know, the birth of my kids, uh, you know, there's lots of things. I don't know. I, I, I can't pick out one. Okay, and then the last one, this one always gets everybody. If you if you had the choice of wet socks for twenty four hours or Cheeto fingers, what would it be? <laughs> Cheeto fingers for sure. Yeah, nobody well, wants wet socks, man. Nobody. But if you had peanut fingers or Cheetos fingers, which one would it be? Peanut fingers. Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've all, my wife said I've always got peanut fingers. So oh. I guess that's. <laughs> All right, Wayne, I want to thank you for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, good luck. This uh, Are you guys in Texarkana this weekend, or is it next week? Actually, this next weekend. Next we, weekend. Uh, we, we're we actually taking the weekend off and uh, taking a little break. And then, you know, after after this weekend, I don't think we have a weekend off until October. So it'll be a busy, busy, busy start of our – hopefully with the tire shortage and everything, everything gets rolling and there's no more cancellations, but – that's the plan right now. No weekends after this one. So that's why we're taking this one off. So are we going to see you at Knoxville for the nationals at all? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll be there three sixty four ten nationals. And then, uh, we've already been up once this year, run three sixty race just to kind of see where we stood with our mo- motor program and a few things there. And, and, uh, wanted to make more trips up there. Just like I say, there's, it's, it's about, uh, eight and a half hours, uh, the wrong direction a lot of times here lately yeah definitely so like i said good luck uh here in a couple weeks at texarkana then but boot hill speedway in greenwood louisiana we'll see you at knoxville and we'll see you at albion when you guys roll up here in nebraska perfect thanks for having me on guys all right yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, lot wayne all right that was wayne johnson uh cheeto fingers man 
I don't wet know. So- if I wet, wet socks would suck. I hate having wet feet. Having a, a, a lab that I had, a dog, a Labrador, he... He would he, lick your fingers clean off. Oh you would God. have no fingers left. No, but when he takes a drink, it's like all over the place. And literally in the morning, it's like walking around landmines of water everywhere that, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with wet, wet socks. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't do wet socks, but uh, I don't know. Cheeto, Cheeto fingers, leaving those orange fingerprints everywhere. That's got to be rough. So the guaranteed money, which one would you have picked? I don't know. I think uh, I'd go guaranteed, but that's just me uh, thinking, eh. I need 50K right now, right, so I'd yeah, probably take, take guaranteed 50K. But Wayne Johnson's already won 50K yeah, so uh, he at I-80 a few years ago. So, I mean, I can see the king of the gamble. So, with that, we'll be right back. guys welcome back to the program before we wrap things up tonight uh let's we got to talk about the outlaws going to knoxville it's the only well i shouldn't say the only time but it's one of the rare times you're being be able to catch them here in in the midwest i mean within two three hours of lincoln so yeah because how far is houston's from here that's i mean they were supposed to go there last yeah that's about three hours or so but i mean really i don't know knoxville seems pretty close i mean they're they're only making one appearance here at i-80 here in nebraska so uh, and it's a kind of a prelude to the Nationals. I mean, you, the Outlaws are going to come in and they're going to see what they got. Yeah, and this is a good testing time for them. I mean, really, that's that would be the main reason why you want to come, besides it being an Outlaw event. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any picks. I mean, it's it's hard to go against Donnie out there in Knoxville, but uh, guys like Gravel and Macedos, they've been getting down here in Knoxville lately. And then you got to throw in the regulars. Yeah, like Reitzel. How do you think Reitzel is going to do seeing them again? I know. Yeah, Reitzel. I mean, he he picked up Toyota's first win this past weekend in at, the, at in four ten competition at Knoxville. Can he knock off a, Toyota's first win in an outlaw competition? I think those guys are too strong for him right now. I mean, I think he's he's good, but they're they're way more seasoned. As Wayne pointed out, that you know they race almost like every day is what it sounded like. He made it sound like. I mean, 
racing every weekend is way different than what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, then you got local guys like Brian Brown, who's always fast when the Outlaws come to town. Austin McCarl's been quick there lately. And you can't count out like Henderson or Len Jeffrey. I mean, he knocked off a win last weekend. To me, I think Sweet's my pick. I mean, the guy has figured out Knoxville. I mean, he's figured out any line to run and what the best lines to run are. And I feel like he's taking a note from Schatz's book. I'm taking Macedo. I mean, he's going to be the first one to knock off six wins in the Outlaws this year. Um, he has five. He's tied right now with uh, with Sheldon. And number six is going to come this weekend with uh, with Carson. I wish Sheldon was better at that track. I mean, it's just such a big track. He's way better on them smaller tracks, just riding the rim and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sheldon's always, I mean, he seems pretty good. I mean, he's, he took a nasty ride there one year in Craig Boltz's car. Yeah, big time. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be fun to see you catch all that on Dirt Vision. Um, I'll probably be, I don't know. I, I got the kid this weekend, so we might go out to Eagle Raceway. Or we might just stay home and watch uh, USAC Indiana Midget Week. What's the what's special out of Eagle this week? Uh, it is Kids Color Run. Kids Color Run? What do you do with that? you never been to Color Run? No. <laughs> I told you last time I went there, it was a candy dash or you, whatever. You've never been to a Color Run? Is it like where the whole like colors get sprayed on you and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I've never done that. I'm never, too old. You never that. let your kids do a color run? <laughs> no, like, well, no. Lila did do the mud run, like a whatever marathon thing it was, and she came back drenched in yeah. mud. Jordan's done a few color runs. Um, I think Austin would like it. You, Have you been around Austin? That all right, didn't maybe like to not. Get dirty at maybe all? Not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they did see the extreme midgets are going to be back on this weekend. Yeah, but out at uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, but who cares? It's uh, Indiana Midget Week right now. That's so. why I thought it was odd. Why so are you all, to all, all your big midget guys are going to be in Indiana. Well, unless you have the one guy wanting to draw, jump in there and pick that off. I mean, if someone wants to give me a ride, I'll go racing. <laughs> well, you got Buddy Kofoy, though. I did hear that he's basically, what, 30 or 40 points up on Justin Grant and then 100 points up on uh, T Meth. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I haven't looked at at the uh, USAC midget uh, points standings. I'm not a big I'm not a big points guy. I I don't really care about points so much. You know, the question I've been wanting to ask some of these drivers is, would you rather run for points or just run for the money? And it seems like the guys we talked to. I mean, you have Stu. Stu obviously runs where the big big he, races he's are. Chasing money. Wayne runs his series, and so did. Uh, Tie, tie, yeah. I, I think it's all in what you feel comfortable with. But to me, when you see those guys running for the money, they're they don't just show up to show up. They show up. I'm going to win. And to me, a good example of that is you got the Eldora race. Yes, it's a late model race. It's a big race. But I'm kind of bummed. Dollars that changed your life. One million, two thousand and twenty two dollars. Then they were saying that it's going to be an afternoon race and yeah. then a night race. So the better, better question is, is Brandon going to be watching it I'll watch at the it. shop? <laughs> I'll, I'll watch, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw on the Mopar Million. Not Mopar Million. The, uh, <laughs> Mopar Million. Mopar Million is the old, uh, the, the wingless race that Jack Hodenshield won. Oh, that's true. Uh, back in two oh three or something like that. So but, did they always run this million-dollar race, or is it something that Tony brought to it? This is, so back in, so this late model race, back in 2001, I think it was, they had a million-dollar to win late model race at Eldora and uh, the million dollar man, um, Donnie Moran okay, won, won, that, won that race. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just kind of Tony be like, Hey, let's do it again. 
Well, I heard they're tearing the track up to redo it a little bit. Yeah, so I, I don't I, I don't really know the whole thing. Like I said, I don't pay a lot of attention to late model racing that much. Right. But apparently they had a race at Eldora last week, and Josh Richards got a big chunk of clay smashed through his rock screen and into his helmet and busted his face all up. So they're they're taking off all that clay they put on this this uh, this past awesome. winter. Wow. And bringing back the old service. I mean, it's a big, it's a wide track. I mean, you're going to get tons of good racing, especially even with late models on that track. I mean, I might actually even turn it on tomorrow and just see see what it's all about. Yeah, I'll sure. turn it on. He's got Tyler Courtney in it. Tyler Courtney's I mean, in it. Uh, Larson's not in it. I did hear that. Um, he has a wedding to attend, and and the Cup guys are, I think they're out west somewhere. So, so there's no chance they're going to. Yeah. Up. So I mean, but you got all your big late model guys are going to be there. There's some local guys here that are running, and who who do you know who? I don't know off the top of my head, but. Hmm. When I say local, I mean like the guys that will run the SLMR series, and not like Cole Wayman's going to show. No, up. you're not going to see, see that. Got. But I mean, you, you'll see guys that run the bigger series here around this area. Right. They'll, they'll head out there and and run. Um, the Hunt the Front guys are going to be there, obviously. Uh, I don't know if you watch their YouTube channel, but it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, they're they're like they're kind of the OG uh, <laughs> of late model. No, the OG racing team is on YouTube, like so. the original. Yeah, I mean, really if you see about. like Kyle Larson's now posting YouTube videos, and Sheldon has a few out there. There's other guys that are posting. Team has, team has, yeah, team has started. But these hunt the front guys are like the OGs when it comes to the, the YouTube stuff. Interesting. I guess so, I'll turn that one on. I would, I would highly definitely, definitely recommend checking them out. I mean, it's late model racing, but it's it's still good stuff. You know, something that you turned me on to was Dirt Tracker. Is that am I saying that right? Yeah, Justin Feeler. He's a great one to watch because it's only like seven to ten minutes long, and he gives you actually what's going to be on that night for racing. So for me, for streaming wise, it's perfect because oh, okay, I got this on on Flow, this on on Dirt Vision and whatnot. So to me, he's a he's a good watch if you if anybody's interested in watching something like that. Yeah, he's the one. He I I watch him every day at lunch. Yeah, because you're like you really need to watch this guy, and I never heard not that I'd never heard of him, but like. Turn it on, and I was like, oh. And let's be honest, this is where we get a lot of our topics from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> so. I, get, I mean, I get a little from other ones that I just kind of pick and choose, but other than that, I mean, I wonder if we're going to have Brad back next week. I don't know. Well, we're definitely going to get him back on. I, th- I think it's probably going to be best if we go every other week. Um, probably do next week, then take the following week off or whatever. But Right. Um, well, and I get my couch. That's the big news. I've been yeah. waiting since... Thanksgiving for that, so I can finally, you know, have some people down, especially the Knoxville Nationals, be a party in the base. Tire shortages, and you're worried about a couch shortage. Hey, I need my couch so I can have people down here to get watch a couple, racing. Get a couple beanbag chairs. My wife said to get inflo- inflatable chairs, and yeah. I'm like, come on. And I mean, my neighbor's like, I'll just pull up my lawn chair, and we'll just come sit down in your basement. There you go. I was like, let's do it. Especially never show got, up. Especially if you have a uh, lawn chair like Matt Grob does with the shocks and the rockers. We and, have one of those. Yeah. I got my wife one after I saw that. She's like, where did you find this? I was like, Matt Grob. Yeah. He was sitting down. Were you here that night? And we were sitting in the where it's now my off, my wife's office. No. And we had it on the big screen. No. Nope. And Matt was sitting down there. Not. I don't remember. What? Jeez. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in this week on Quick Time the Podcast. Uh, Make sure you like, share it, uh, get the word out, and we will see everybody next week. See you later.